Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. I guess uh, I guess the intro is over. It's time to say hello. Uh, it's it's Monday. It's Monday, man. Give me a break. Give me a break. So this weekend, uh, I hope you had a good one. I did. Uh, Friday, uh, I was a homebody. Then think of that, man. Friday nights used to be the thing. Go out, party all night, get up and do it again. Those were the young days. I'm not young anymore. So I uh, I just stayed home Friday night. Saturday night, uh, one of our daughters came over. And visited for the day. It was it was great. We don't get to see her too often because she doesn't have a car. And so unless we go and get her and bring her here or she can arrange transportation, we don't get to see her. So she spent the day. That was great. We went out and um, went out and had a nice dinner at one of our favorite restaurants. Had a nice uh, lobster risotto, which was amazing. Amazing. And, um, and then yesterday, just kind of kicked back around the house. We did go out to breakfast to our favorite, one of our favorite local uh, places that it's not a box place and you can't go there anywhere else. It's one of a kind right here where I live. And we kind of go there. We usually go there Sunday mornings for breakfast, mid morning, you know, after a nice slow roll out of bed and then, and then off to, off to there. An update on Lucifer, my dog, my, one of my German shepherd dogs. He is, we've narrowed it down to basically a tooth issue. So for those who have been following along, we think that he has a, a little tooth issue that, uh, we're going to have to take him to a veterinarian dentist, which in my area, there's only two. And so you can imagine trying to get in, even though we have a referral from our regular vet. We're working on that. He is he does have some pain meds in the form of gabapentin to kind of take the edge off. He has a little chip in one of his canines. So after all the testing and all the blood work and everything, it came down to it looks like he's got a, a little tiny chip in one of his canines that wouldn't normally bother most dogs. But... Our vet said they're also all different. So this one, you know, there is a little bit of pulp exposed. So there could be a nerve ending there or something that is causing him discomfort. Uh, hence the excessive salivating and drooling. And uh, he doesn't, he's not playing with his toys. He won't pick them up. He won't wrestle with his, with his sister, Chloe. And um, so we need to have him looked at by a specialist. Thank goodness for pet health insurance. I highly recommend people, man. Dogs can be expensive. As you know, pets in general can be very expensive and some breeds more so than others, but it only takes one big thing, man. And you're into it thousands of dollars. And while pet insurance in the end, it seems to be, we've used it a couple of times. It's about a wash, but, uh, but it's, it's putting that money. It forces you to basically put that money away every month so that when you do have a major vet bill, you can go ahead. I mean, ours is only a 250 deductible annually. And then it pays 90% of everything after that. And it's been super good. Um, in fact, I'll, I'll tell you who it is. I'm not getting paid for this, but it's Figo Pet Insurance. I did a lot of research. We used to have a different one. We switched over to Figo. Uh, they handled the claims quickly, professionally. And again, 250 deductible for the entire year. And then 90% of everything after that is covered. Without that, man, we would be going in debt for these dogs. And I don't want to have to do that. So we did the pet insurance thing. Weekends. The news piles up, man. We had, of course, DeSantis dropped out. Uh, he suspended his campaign and endorsed Donald J. Trump. Like, you know, good for him. So it was the right thing to do, uh, just as it was the right thing for Babake to do. Nikki Haley is being stubborn. We're going to cover all that a little bit. And the primary is coming up on Tuesday in New Hampshire. And so we're going to look at that. I want to talk about also, we'll look at some of the polls. Maybe we'll talk about the border a little bit just because uh, something came up. But there were some things hitting the hitting the news just as I was before I was starting to record as 
uh, putting my show together. Uh, it's really hard to add things in at the last minute once you have it all packaged and put together and ready to go. So I'm going to just kind of touch base on a couple of those. One is that, oh, hey, guess what? They found more information that was deleted, more files that were deleted from the J6 committee shortly before, days before, in fact, the Republicans took over in Congress. Hmm, weird how all these things just end up being missing. I wonder what Adam Kissinger and Liz are hiding besides their complete failure and sucky lives that they try to put everybody else down when, in fact, they're they're the ones who have the, the lives that suck. But um, so we're going to take a look at that. I also want to talk about a, a little bit what's going on with with our youth. And I get... I, I talk with a lot of positive youth. I've get, I've had on the show uh, young guests from from the young Republicans from time to time. I, I do talk with people of the the younger generations because I want to know what's going on. And I want and I kind of follow it too on on TikTok and other places, and not in a not in a creepy way. Don't get weird on me, but uh, just to kind of keep my finger on the pulse. And and what I see a lot of are kids that are. They're, they've given up on life and they still have so much left. And I'm talking kids in their mid to upper 20s that are kind of established, but they're still working, you know, minimum wage or, or slightly above jobs. They're still, they've lost hope in life. I'll never be able to afford a house. They've got multiple mental disorders that they claim. And, and they, they just, they, they can't seem to function or handle in society. And I want to talk about some of the reasons why. Because I think that we're, there are some things that have been unintentional. There are some things that are intentional by the deep state. It boils down to a large extent to the nuclear family and the lack of involvement that two parents have in children's lives as they're growing up in today's society, along with electronics and things like that. But I do want to talk about that. And um, cause I, I've, I've had a disturbing uh, conversation with a, with a young youth, um, upper 20s and and I was I was just thinking how sad that you've given up on life at this point when there's just so much to be had and so much to to do and to accomplish if you'll just make the decision because in the end which is actually the beginning it's making the decision to affect change in your life it's making an intentional motion and movement towards something instead of constantly reacting to the negatives in your life we can always focus on the negatives but the key is, is to develop a plan and move forward intentionally with the steps that it takes to get there. And if you don't start, you're obviously never going to get there. I, I wish there was a way to get this message across to some kids and to some of the younger generation because it's just, uh, it's sad. They're going to miss out on, on so much life when they don't have to. So I do want to talk about that. I'm going to jump in first and give a little... Uh, got some amazing guests. I told you in 2024, I was going to do a lot more guest shows because people really like them when I do that. I want to get people on who are uh, known, who are engaging, who are uh, so-called experts in their field, so to speak. And so we have a lineup coming up on the Nun Report over the next few weeks. It's just incredible. Starting tomorrow, uh, Sean Parnell, Army Ranger, uh, you know, the, the outlaw platoon and, and He's an author. He's a motivational speaker. He's um, very knowledgeable. He has a he has a podcast, and so we're going to cover 
uh, you know, geopolitical stuff. We're going to cover the Houthis. We're going to talk about J6 because he's very up to date on what's going on with that. Has a lot of uh, thoughts and opinions there. Uh, we're going to cover a broad range of information. But uh, Sean Parnell, you know, obviously he ran for, for senator in Pennsylvania as well. But he's a veteran. He's an author. He's a true patriot. And he will be on the show. Eddie Smith, who is from the Patriots Prayer, will be on January 29th. He has a great show. He's another uh, smaller platform like myself, uh, but, you know, a true patriot, growing, loves to work with other people, loves to help other people. He's a true uh, servant of others. I love the guy. He and I have communicated a lot. I've been on his show once, and he's going to come on January 30th, the very next day. So a week from tomorrow, we have Buzz Patterson, Robert Buzz Patterson. That's right. You heard it here. We're having Buzz Patterson on the show. And another another veteran, another guy who's very well-versed, man, He and, and somebody who knows a lot. I mean, he's written books. He's been around on the inside, especially with the Clinton administration. I want to talk about some of that. It may seem like ancient history, but the guy has some stories and an ability to tell them that is like no other. And then on February 6th, the following week, we have Joe Kent, special forces veteran and um, intelligence operative as well. And uh, he, he's here locally here in Washington state. He's an American first Patriot running for the third district of Congress where he lost by less than 1% last time around. He's given it another go and we need to get him into office anyway. So that's what we got coming up tomorrow. Sean Parnell, don't miss it. Eddie Smith on the 29th, the 30th buzz Patterson, huge show in the following week, February 6th, Joe Kent. So make sure you check in, man. The Nun Reports, we're doing some stuff. I'm going to do some different things this year. I'm going to, again, have more guests. We're going to try to uh, mix it up as much as we can. And I have some other great guests that will be coming on that we'll be announcing as we go through. So like I said, uh, Ron DeSantis, I can't, Trump's not going to call him DeSantis anymore, so I'm not going to either. Uh, Ron DeSantis, I can't even say his, DeSantis. I've been saying DeSantis for so long, it's hard to say DeSantis. Ron DeSantis is uh he, he suspended his campaign of course everybody's heard that and he endorsed donald trump he did it very uh, graciously and of course all of the only ron people they're freaking out freaking out it's like oh, i don't know this country's doomed this country's doomed i'll never vote for trump i'll never vote you know what your feelings are not going to win in 2024. Your feelings are not going to save this country. Your feelings are not going to stop the extreme commie Democrats from finishing the destruction of this country if Trump is not put into office. So suck it up, buttercup. Seriously, this country was better under Trump by far than it has been under Biden. If it comes down to a choice between Trump and Biden, if you don't vote for Trump, you're simply voting for communism. So I suggest you grow up. And for those of you that are only Trumpers, you could you could do some growing up too. Because I've seen a lot of only Trumpers out there saying, nope, you're not welcome back. We don't want you on the Trump train anymore. You can push the bus from behind, but you're not welcome on the train anymore. You know what that's going to do? That's going to drive some people who are recoverable away. And it's going to just show the left what they've been saying all along. That's going to convince them that the Trump followers are a cult. TDS is strong on all sides. There's different forms of it. I think, I mean, just like lots of forms of COVID, I think there's lots of forms of TDS. And I would encourage everybody to take a step back 
Take some deep breaths. Go through your grieving process as quickly as possible. You may not like it. You may not want it. But Trump is going to be the nominee for the Republican Party. You can't stop that. And you can't change it. And you you need to try to get yourself in a frame of logic, in a frame of mind that is American and what's best for this country. And it, for your mind, in your mind, it may be the lesser of two evils. I'll give you that. Okay? That's fine. But as Dan Bongino always says, he uses the football analogy a lot. It's a, it's a good one that I like. As long as you're moving the ball forward, as long as you're getting that first down, as long as you're getting those, those fourth and ones and converting. And right now we are down. And we're going down the field. And there's going to be a lot of third down conversions we need to make over the next year to get somebody across the finish line that's not going to continue to let this country devolve into a communist, totalitarian police state. And um, so again, your feelings aren't going to win in 2024. Your feelings aren't going to stop this country from devolving into communism. So... uh, and, and just as much on the other side, I'll say it one more time. Those people who are only Trumpers and some big names, big names that have actual influence that people actually listen to out there saying, oh, if you were, if you're a DeSantis guy, you jumped off the Trump train. We don't want you back. Knock that shit off. Seriously. Every single vote is going to count in November. Every, we need every single vote that we can get. Not just some votes, not just the people who never, you know, stayed with Trump the whole time. So what? They wanted to try something different with DeSantis for a while. They thought differently than you. So what? We need them back. Don't drive them away. Don't scare them away with your rhetoric and your BS. Let them come back. And I'm not going to name the huge platforms. You know who they are. The usual suspects that are the only Trumpers. But um, try to think for yourselves. And don't let those people drive you away. Because there are plenty of us Trump supporters who welcome you back and want you back. And we want you to help make this country great again with a vote for Donald Trump in November. Okay. Trump had this to say. I'm not going to play DeSantis's, uh, you know, his little, it was about five minute, four, four to five minute pitch or speech where he suspended his campaign and endorsed Trump. I'm not going to play that. But I will uh, play what Donald Trump said this was a he stopped his campaign headquarters in new hampshire there and had this to say okay he just said will i be using the name ron de sanctimonious i said that name is officially retired (laughs) in only the way that trump could say it that name is officially retired so i'm going to try to retire it too then you have the the people who are only desantis and this guy is one of the biggest bill mitchell and he jumped off the Trump train. He is a now a never Trumper. He is, this guy is a real piece of work. Back in June, he posted this on X. He said, major announcement, I'm going all in. Unless DeSantis wins the GOP nomination, I will quit social media and politics forever. I can no longer work in a world where a narcissistic lying criminal like Trump is my party's nominee. DeSantis is in or I'm out. Well, that didn't age very well. And, um, and of course, everybody had to, they pulled up that post and they're throwing it in his face and 
saying all that. So then he backtracks, kind of, kind of, and posted this after DeSantis dropped out. I will not be quitting social media. Trump cannot win. And if he is the nominee on November 5th, we lose the White House. House, Senate, everything. So there is work to do. Either get DeSantis in to the VP slot or RFK Jr. as president and protect Congress. Okay, both of those things are completely idiotic statements from a logical standpoint. Every single poll out there shows Trump beating Biden, first of all. Okay, so number one, Trump is the stronger candidate. Biden is not going to get reelected. Now, unless enough people like you decide to support a a massive tax and spend liberal who is an extreme environmental cultist that makes John Kerry look like an amateur, an Al Gore. I mean, this guy, RFK Jr. is a complete environmental nut job. He wants to take a lot of money from one place through taxes and subsidies and, of course, move it over to saving the world and the environment. But news flash, folks, you can't change what the sun is doing. And the sun controls the environment on this planet, not us. And God controls it. So, yeah, people like him, well, if DeSantis isn't vice president, I'm I'm going for RFK. Well, DeSantis is not going to be vice president. I would be, let me put it this way. I don't know that for a fact. I would be extremely surprised. I suspect that he may get a high-level cabinet position perhaps even Secretary of Defense or something like that, because he does have a a base of knowledge in that area. But I I would be really surprised if he were vice president. I don't think Trump would want him. I don't think DeSantis would accept that, but he may have a high level in the administration, in which case I'm sure Bill will eat some more crow and say, well, at least he got in as a high position, so I'm going to go ahead and support Trump. Well, whatever. Um. I think Trump needs to name some of his high-level cabinet choices before the primary vote so that people see, because they're, they're they're spinning it, you know, nobody wants to work in a Trump administration because, you know, everybody gets dirt on them when they do. Well, he needs to show that there are quite a few qualified people that will work with him, and they're better and more qualified, and they will be more loyal and more effective than the ones that he had with him the first time around. I saw another guy, uh, he said, I mean, these people have serious TDS. Uh, oh, he says, I don't care if Ron dropped out. I'm going to I'm gonna put him in his right end. People, y- y- you need to step back, take some deep breaths, and listen to yourselves. You're going to write in, you're just going to throw away your vote by writing in, well, I don't care. You don't care? If you go ahead and do that, then you're right. You don't care about this country. You don't care that a vote if you don't vote for Trump, you're voting for communism. That if you don't go there and in your mind choose the lesser of two evils, you're voting for the end of the United States as we know it. And again, that goes for you only Trumpers who don't want these people back. We need them back. So stop driving them away. Stop driving them away. Remember, this is who we're dealing with. They they think that we're the extreme people. They think that we're the ones who were violent. These are the people of violence. Check out this super clip just to remind you who we're dealing with and who we need to get out of office, regardless of whether you get your first candidate's choice or not, regardless of whether you don't like Trump because he's orange or because the way he communicates or because you think he's a criminal. 
Nothing has been proven. And until it is, if it is, he is innocent. You call yourself uprising. You call yourself a, a constitutionalist. You call yourself a, you know, you love America and blah, blah, blah. Then honor that and accept that Trump is innocent until proven guilty. And act accordingly. You're not the judge and juror here, okay? He's innocent until he's proven guilty. He's leading in all the polls. And uh, he is going to be the nominee. And so I, uh, but it, this is why I want to remind you who we're dealing with here and why it's critical. These people are whacked. Check it out. I don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. There needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. you got to be ready to throw a punch. You have to be ready to throw a punch. Donald Trump, I think you need to go back and then punch him in the face. That I thought he should have punched him in the face. I feel like punching him. I'd like to take him behind the gym if I were in high school. If we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. No, I wish we were in high school, I could take him behind the gym. I will go and take Trump out tonight. Take them out now. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. Please. Get up in the face of some Congress people. People will do what they do. I want to tell you, Lord Dutch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. We're going to go in there, we're going to... This is just a warning to you Trumpers. Be careful. Walk lightly. And for those of you who are soldiers, make them pay. Make them pay. Blow up the White House. Put a bullet in him. When was the last time a president was assassinated? We're the violent ones. We're the deranged ones. We're the ones who want to go out and and harm people. That's who we're dealing with, folks. So Nikki Haley is still in the race. And uh, she, that that doesn't surprise me, I guess. She, um, she has a, a much stronger showing in New Hampshire than than DeSantis did. DeSantis had no path. He was only gonna he was gonna get single digits, maybe less than five points out of uh, out of New Hampshire. So they and then the states after that didn't look good either. So he had he spent the most money and he was the first one out. Uh, but remember, Nikki Haley is funded by Democrats, and they're going for d- Democrat voters in these primaries to try to get her over the edge. She is a Democrat. She is not an America first patriot. She's a neocon. She wants war. And I think, here's my prediction, that she will be out come Tuesday night uh, within a day or two after the New Hampshire. I think she's going to, uh, Trump is going to win by my guess between 18 and 22 points. Those polls that the Haley campaign are throwing out are complete garbage. They're internal polling numbers, most of them. And they're, they're, there's no way. Because if you look at the real polls over one after the other, after the other has Trump up anywhere from 13 to 25 points. And so I'm predicting with DeSantis out that Trump will pick up more from DeSantis than Haley will. And that Trump wins by 18 to 22. Haley will drop out of the race this coming week, this week. And, um, 
And then that's it. That's all she wrote. And that is what it is. People are saying, man, we don't appoint our leaders or anoint our leaders. Well, but it's a primary process and it is what it is. When your donors pull their money because you have no path forward to win, then your campaign is over, plain and simple. And so what they're going to pull the money, they're going to have that talk. DeSantis got his talk from his donors. You know, look, man, we're not going to support you anymore. And Haley's donors will have a talk with her after she gets throttled tomorrow night in New Hampshire. So Haley, not only is she, she's pulled the woman card already. And I mean, she's, she's acting like a Democrat. Poor me, woe, woe is me. Not only did she pull the woman card, and now she's pulling the race card. Check it out. We were the only Indian family in our small Southern town. I was teased every day for being brown. So anyone that wants to question it can go back and look at what I've said on how hard it was to grow up in the deep South as a brown girl. Anybody can look at my record and see when Walter Scott was shot down by a dirty cop, how I made sure that the Walter Scott family didn't suffer because we put the first body camera bill in the country in place. Anybody can look at the fact that when we had nine amazing souls die in Mother Emanuel Church, I did something that no Republican or Democrat ever wanted to touch, which was call for the Confederate flag to come down because it would take two-thirds of the House and Senate and was an impossible feat. I don't know what you're implying with that, but what I will tell you is saying that I had black friends is a source of pride. Saying that I had white friends is a source of pride. If you want to know what it was like growing up, I was disqualified from a beauty pageant because I wasn't white or black because they didn't know where to put me. So look, I know the hardships, the pain that come with racism. Because you're a racist. Because now you're trying to develop the victim. You're poor me. Look at me. I'm the woman. I'm the brown girl. You know, you're, you look, you may be Indian descent. I'm not questioning that, but you look about as Indian as Elizabeth Warren looks Native American, honestly. And for you to sit there and whine about growing up in the South as a brown girl to try and gain sympathy from I don't know who, you're certainly not going to get it from me. And you're not going to get it from any America First Patriot either. Because it's a ridiculous thing to even ask. Let's remember who she is. She does want to raise the age for Social Security. She does want to go after entitlements. Even though she claims that she, I never said that. I got video of that too. But this is what she actually said. Now, you can, maybe the there, there could be an argument made that that's a conversation that needs to be had. Maybe, you know, we, we either need to raise more income or spend less money. Just like a household budget, you can either earn more or you can spend less in order to make ends meet. It's a massively larger scale, but it's the same same concept. So maybe the entitlement conversation at some point will need to be had, probably will be. We keep kicking that can down the road. But, uh, but don't deny it. 
Don't deny that you never said this. Well, you know, you've got multiple candidates on that stage that said they wouldn't touch entitlements, including Trump. And any candidate that says they're not going to touch entitlements means that they're basically going to go into the go into office and then leave America bankrupt. Social Security is going to mm -hmm. go bankrupt in 10 years. Medicare is going to go bankrupt in eight. So the way we deal with it is we don't touch anyone's retirement or anyone who's been promised in. But we go to people like my kids in their 20s when they're coming into the system. And we say the rules have changed. We change retirement age to reflect life expectancy. Instead of cost of living increases, we do it based on inflation. We limit the benefits the on the wealthy and we expand Medicare Advantage plans. What's the right age there then, Ambassador? Well, I think we have to do the numbers. We've got to figure out what it is. But what we do know is 65 is way too low and we need to increase that. We need to do it according to life expectancy. So they want you, she wants you to work forever. 65 is too low. 65 is too low for somebody to retire and expect to collect benefits so they can live. The average life expectancy is 74, somewhere in there, 75. It's gone down, by the way. So if she wants to base it on life expectancy. So you're supposed to work your entire friggin' life, not be able to, then she wants it to be higher than 65. So right now it's 65 for to get full benefits so that you can live, Eight more years in your golden years, you can. So once you retire and begin to receive benefits, you get to live for eight years after working your entire life. And she wants to raise that age. Are you kidding me? You know how you solve or you know how you take a big step towards solving this problem. And this is a real solution. Is you people still have to continue to pay into it beyond $200,000. See, right now, after $200,000, people no longer have to pay into Social Security Medicare once you earn that much. So that means the wealthy people, everything above $200,000, they're not paying into the system at all. So if you really want to tax the rich, if you really want to make it fair and try to make the system solvent, eliminate the limit. Eliminate the, the, the cap on deducting. So it's deducted off of everything you make, whether it's $20,000 or $20 million is taken off. Now, the only, the only exception I would make on that is that the employer's portion of it, because you don't want to hurt small businesses. You don't want to hurt small businesses. You don't want to hurt any business, really. That has to still be capped at $200,000, whereas the employee who's continuing to earn money pays off of everything they earn that would I, I mean you'd have to run the numbers obviously but i bet that would go a long way and now re let's also remember uh, nikki haley neocon haley she wants you to or icky nikki as some people are calling her nowadays she wants you to have to register for being online and the government should have not they should know your name they should know everything about you so that if you say something that they don't like that she doesn't like then you can be shamed in front of your church, friends, and family. Check this. When I get into office, the first thing we have to do, social media accounts, social media companies, they have to show America their algorithms. Let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing. The second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name. That's First of all, it's a national security threat. When you do that, 
all of a sudden people have to stand by what they say and it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say. Accountability. And they know their pastor and their family member is going to see it. It's going to help our kids and it's going to help our country. Yeah, your name needs to be next to everything you say online so that you can be shamed by your peers and your church and your family. That's some commie. That's some commie BS right there. I'll tell you what. Uh, now, Trump <laughs> Trump came out and said that uh, he, 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 I don't know whether it was, whether it was a faux pas, faux pas, however you say that, or if it was by design, but he was in, he was in role. He was in form, you know, he's, he's had a rally. He's given his speeches. He's doing his thing. And, and he, he said, uh, Nikki Haley could have, uh, given permission for Capitol police to stop January 6th. He obviously meant Pelosi or he intentionally said Haley just to make people freak out. I mean, he is the master troll. He is the master troll. And, of course, the left freaks out. He's losing his mind. See, he's got, he's not mentally fit. He's got dementia. He's, he called Pelosi Nikki several times in that speech. And, um, and, and the headlines, they came through just like this. Uh, Poso put this out. Um, these were the, these were all the headlines. Trump credits Nikki Haley as being the person in charge of security on January 6th. After Trump aced cognitive tests, he incorrectly Blames Nikki Haley for January 6th. Trump appears to defuse Haley and Pelosi and Nikki Haley at rally. And the headlines go on and on and on. And the funny part is, is that what they're saying is, no, 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 it wasn't Nikki. It was Pelosi. <laughs> so it's not, no, no, you're, 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 you're wrong, uh, Trump. It wasn't, it wasn't Nikki that was in charge of that. It was Pelosi. But either way, Let's not forget who the real person with dementia is, who the real Swiss cheese for brains is, and uh, who who really <laughs> needs to not be. Um, it's, well, he's not running this country; he's the puppet. But let's let's forget who the real dementia-ridden sure, man much. is. I also want to mention Congressman De- Deborah Ross. Where's Deborah? This year, I just had my p- picture taken with her. That's probably why she left. <laughs> no, all kidding aside. Anyway, you, you can, oh, she couldn't be here actually. That's not oh. true. I got it mixed up. And she has, uh, you know, she fights very hard for the people of this district, and she's up in Washington right now. She was never even there. He just sat there and started a story saying, where is she? I just took a picture with her. I just took a picture with her. She wasn't even there. It never was. There was no picture. Oh, oh, I got confused. Yeah, no shit. Or how about this? I, uh, um. Anyway, the best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway, from, from, uh, uh, Char- excuse me, from Charlotte, one, uh, another line going from in, in Florida down to Tampa. Of Putin's kleptocracy, uh, yeah. And, and, and Joan, Shengang, I'm going to pass for Shanga, 159000000000 billion led. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the foot him, uh, foot, foot. 
the idea that um, Los Angeles and uh, and uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here? For two reasons: one, to we haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is. Uh, um, let me say it another way. But the nature, not a solid meeting with um, with uh, the uh, they make a very good point. Here's the deal. Here's what drives the driver in the states that are affected. Here's what you can do, the drivers. We want to expand pre-K for three- and four-year-olds, millions of pre-K. The, um... Yeah, but they're going to skewer Trump for uh, one time mistaking Nikki Haley for and Nancy Pelosi. Now, obviously, he has Nikki Haley on his mind. It's the last opponent left that he needs to slay to secure the, the Republican nomination. Oh, by the way, his his uh, court case in, in New York today, they conveniently moved it to tomorrow. And they're, they're citing, out of an abundance of caution, uh, because there was some COVID scare or something like that. So they're doing testing. Bullshit. <laughs> They, this is election interference. This is blatant in your face. We don't care. F you. We don't care about America. We don't care about you, the American people. We're going to do what we want because they're the real totalitarian people. They're the real fascists. They're the real dictators. So uh, they're not going to beat this. You're not going to beat this. And, and this kind of goes back to how I opened up the show, and that is, Please be logical. Put your feelings aside and do what's right for America. Okay? And those that are only Trumpers, please put those feelings and that excitement aside. Channel it in a different direction that's more productive than driving away those that we can still bring back on the train to vote, to vote for Donald Trump. Because you will drive some away. And I don't see the point in that. Why Why would you want to do that? We, we want every single vote that we can get, right? Anyway, um, Trump entering his rally, you know, like usual, full house and enthusiastic crowd and chance of USA. So those leftist trolls, you know, don't, don't, they'll try to, they'll take a video or a picture of, you know, when the, when the stadium was still filling up, you know, before Trump even came on, or they'll stay late and they'll take pictures of empty seats and people walking up the aisles to leave. Like it's a blowout football game or something like that. And those are, those are lies. They're, they're BS. They're, it's how you frame the picture. It's how you frame the video. Just like they try to make it look like Haley has lots of people. Well, if you, if you count. The number of heads there, yeah, they say, oh, 
Hundreds or thousands, well, if you count them, there's like 40. But the, the, the wide-angle view makes it look like much more than it is. Ask any photographer or videographer about that. They'll tell you all about how to frame the shot so it looks bigger than it really is. Music photographers do it all the time. Make the stage look bigger. Make the crowd look bigger. So, uh, but but the fact is, folks, I mean, this is just not, Nikki Haley is not, the, and these are these are multiple polls. We have, uh, we have Messenger. We have Morning Consult. We have Harvard Harris. We have Rasmussen Reports. And every one of them has Trump beating Joe Biden by anywhere from four points to uh, to eight or nine points. And they have Joe Biden beating Nikki Haley. Because understand, a lot of the Nikki Haley supporters you see right now are, in fact, Democrats. They're not going to vote for her in the general. And that has to be factored in. And these polls, I think, take that into account. Or at least the voters take that into account. They know they might vote for Nikki now in the primary, but they know they're not going to vote for her in the general, and these are the results that you're going to get. Here's another, uh, and the, the just he's behind Trump in all the swing states. Trump is going to be the nominee. He's going to be the next president. So come on, join us. Join us. You're welcome back on the train. You're welcome back to help make America great again. A recent poll with Ipsos found 69% of those polled do not think the president has the mental sharpness to be president. That is up from 43% in May of 2020. Both Biden and Harris face negative approval ratings. And though some recent battleground state polls show Harris actually outperforming Biden in hypothetical matchups against Trump, both come up short to the former president. Do you think? Yeah, they're not, neither one of them is going to do it, right? Neither one of them are, are going to get there. And uh, they need to, <laughs> the, believe me, the Democrats are scared shitless right now. They know, they, they're seeing the same polls, and I'm sure that their internal polling numbers are saying the same thing. But they're trying to spin, oh, but the economy is getting better. Wages are going up, but real wages are still down 2.7% since you took office. Because of your inflation. Mortgage rates. People can't afford homes anymore. Which leads me to my next topic. I was talking to a young person. And they said, you know, I'm going to, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to be renting forever. I'm never going to be able to afford a home. I'm going to be in this job forever. I'm never going to be able to get a job that pays enough for me to, to move on in the world. And I thought, how, how sad is that? How sad is that? See, and what, and what causes that? What what contributes to that? I think it's a lot of things. I think it's a lot of things. I made a list. I think it's quite a few things. I didn't want to. I, I just was putting down my thoughts, and and rather than than you know try to remember all of them, uh, I can I can just look at them. I think first and foremost is is the the fact that the nuclear family is no longer valued, and there's so many single parent households without both a mother and a father raising their children, and then when there are they're working all the time because they're, they have to, when I was, when I was, when my kids were young and I was raising them, my wife was a full-time mother and housewife because I made enough money to support them. And I, cause you could do that then this was in the, in the nineties and you look at how the difference they're being raised is, but 
they're, they're, they're fearful. They're confused. You can be any gender you want. Oh, you're a tomboy. Maybe you're actually a boy. Or, oh, you like to play dress up in your mom's clothes. You know what? You might be a girl. And this is starting at a younger, young, younger age. Before they're mentally prepared, before they have the mental capacity to even make those kinds of decisions. That's one way they're being confused. They're scared to death. COVID, oh no, COVID is going to destroy this world. You need to stay home and not socialize with anybody. You can't play with your friends. Put a mask on, stay away, social distance, all this. They're scared, okay? The climate, oh, the earth is, if we don't stop climate change, the earth is going to end in 12 years. So why, what do they have to look forward to? I'm going to be dead in 12 years anyway because the earth is going to be gone because climate change, because all these old people haven't fixed it. They're confused. They have multiple, oh, everything has a mental condition now. You know, back when I was a kid, oh, you were just a little hyperactive or whatever. Oh no, now you're diagnosed with something and given drugs to take care of it. You have borderline personality disorder. You have ADHD. You have ADD. You have all these other things that people just live with perfectly fine, by the way, and still became very productive members of society. But oh no, now everybody's a victim. Everybody's in the victim class. Everybody can be diagnosed with something and everybody can be given a drug to fix it. You got them convinced that America is systemically racist. And that just look at college campuses. They're... And, and look at the LGBT, lesbian, gay, and bi community. I refuse to put those other letters on there anymore, by the way, because I think they're hijacking a legitimate movement. Just be gay. Everything else beyond that, whatever. But that's part of the sickness. That's part of the sickness. But look at what they're doing. They're, they are protesting in support of people who in their society would throw them off of rooftops and kill them. That's how back ass words it is. That's how screwed up this has become and how confused these young people are. It's really sad. The climate, the pandemic, uh, minimum wage, by the way. This whole move to uh, make minimum wage a living wage and increasing it in my state of Washington, we are, our, our minimum wage has progressively been going up each year from something they passed a few years back. It's now at $20 an hour. So that means some kid fresh out of school or still in school can go flip burgers or bust tables and make $20 an hour. Well, those who are actually trying to do something make slightly more, but they work their way up the ladder. You think there's a little bit of resentment there maybe? Here's the problem, one one problem with minimum wage increases like this as far as screwing up our youth, screwing them up and making them so they feel helpless and hopeless. You're giving, and I think this might be by design, you're trying to make the beginning wage for somebody with no experience, no credentials, no education, high enough for somebody to live on. You've taken away the carrot. You've taken away the motivation to excel and to climb the ladder and to be productive and to get the skills it takes to make more money because you're making enough to survive. Now, while there are still those that are going to continue to excel and continue to apply themselves, there's others who, who, who aren't. 
They're just going to sit there and go, oh, well, I'm making enough to pay rent and buy food. And I can play my video games or, or Dungeons and Dragons on the side when I have time. So by doing this living wage, for many people, you've eliminated the motivation to do any better. And you've, 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 you've cheapened them. You've, you've, you've destroyed lives. You've, you've forced them into accepting a life of mediocrity. You're trying to lower society down to the lowest common denominator. And that's a big problem. It's a big problem I see across the line. And, and I think that I haven't heard a lot of people talk about minimum wage in that from that viewpoint. It's not just that you're giving them something, but you're you're pushing them down and giving them just enough to live in their little tiny apartment. Shut up. You don't have a say. You're a little person. While the political elite go about their way and do their thing, while the Hollywood starlets, while the professional athletes, while all these people who live in a bubble and a lifestyle where they've completely forgotten what the normal person lives like. It's not going to affect them. You see, I had, when I was a young kid, I started out busting tables, man, in high school. And I had long hair then, as I do now. That's, that hasn't changed. I was busting tables at a Godfather's Pizza, man, for like you know, three, four bucks an hour or something like that. Yeah, I'm old. Born in 1968. Now, I was born in a generation that didn't have a lot of fear in it. And that's cool. I'm thankful for that. I mean, really, the 70s, 80s, and 90s, pretty stable. Pretty stable. Now, you've got pandemics. You've got climate change. You've got war everywhere. And I started out making, I mean... And, and to make matters worse, it was just three blocks down from from the high school that I went to before I dropped out. And they, back then you had open campuses on high schools. Not, not too many places have that anymore. But then you did. You could go out and leave campus during lunch. And we had plenty of uh, food places along the way. Godfather's Pizza was one. And the kids would come there and they'd, they were mean. You know, they'd give me shit. They'd throw, I'm sitting there working. Anyway, I became a commercial fisherman in Alaska. By the time I was 18, I was running boats and in charge of crews of 35 people, making six-figure income. I told you that story last week. I worked my ass off to get there. I might write a book about that someday. I'd like to write a book about that someday to motivate people that it can be done. You just got to apply yourself, man. There are places you can go in life and it doesn't matter how old you are at this point. Make the decision to move forward with intent to achieve goals that you think about and have things in a life that you desire. The law of attraction. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. Um, so th th again, the minimum wage is, th increases to make it a living wage. That's not helping people. I think that's a huge thing toward it. Um, Race, climate, uh, the pandemic, I talked about that. Uh, but learning and values, 
And I don't know what the answer is. I do, I, I do see organizations that are helping with, with young people. And I, and I want to, you know, if you guys, if anybody out there knows of these organizations that are really making a positive impact and not just in, in the lives of, of younger, you know, teenagers or prepubescent kids, um, but young adults in their twenties that have somehow gotten stuck, you know, it seems like that's a, that's a generation that's kind of been overlooked and lost. They're, they're there, but people focus on the younger generation and then the, the older generation is on well on their way. And these, these, these young adults in their, you know, I'll say mid to upper twenties, there's a pocket of kids there that is being completely forgotten. And, and I hope that there's, there are organizations out there that, that can reach him somehow. I know that uh, Sammy Bird, who's running for governor here in Washington, he has some ideas on that. I've had him on the show to discuss them. But uh, I think it's super important that we don't forget them, that we somehow get them to learn to know what they don't know. Because watching somebody, a young adult in their mid to upper 20s, who's basically already given up, it's a sad thing. Sad thing. Um, I think on that note, I'm going to go ahead and, and close up close up this this show. And again, if anybody knows of of an organization that could that could do this, that could help out, or that I could get involved in, I would love to get involved. I'm doing research on my own, obviously. But you know, if anybody's listening, watching, happens to know of something worthwhile that I could promote or that I could get involved in that would help young adults, obviously churches and youth groups, that's, that's a big spot. Uh, but I'm a little old to lead a youth group. You know, I'm, I'm in my fifties. I was born in 1968. So, uh, you know, they usually get younger people to reach younger folks like the right? Anyway. Hey, uh, thanks for, thanks for watching. If you have just been listening, uh, make sure to check me out on rumble.com slash the nun report. That's where all my videos are. Please, please, please follow my channel. If you're watching this video, and I hope that you are, please give it a punch. Look, it's free. If you end up hating it, you don't like me, then you can always leave Rumble, rumble.com slash the nun report. Follow the channel. There's a lot of other great stuff on Rumble too. It's not just podcasts. There's all kinds of stuff on there now. It's quickly becoming the go-to place for a lot of people instead of YouTube. It scares them too. Trump is going to win. Don't forget that. And please put your differences aside. Everybody on both sides, the never Trumpers and the only Trumpers, deep breath, come together so that we can take back this country from the extreme commie Democrats so that we can make America great again. It's the only thing. It's the only way forward. Anyway, I'm at all the socials at the Nun Report, except for X where I am at Nun Report only. Just go to my website, thenunreport.com, thenunreport.com. You can link into everything, one stop, one shop, just like that. I tried to make it easy, and maybe I should just say that going forward. I don't know. Uh, don't forget, tomorrow I've got Sean Parnell on the show. It's going to be an amazing show. We're going to have lots of fun. It's going to be one you're not going to want to miss. Anyway, thanks again for watching, and as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers. <laughs>